0: yes okay, i great. do now oh, We and
1: can, can hear, hear, you. hear you
0: now
1: you <laughs> welcome to uh our little podcast over here
2: yeah
0: hello hello hello
1: this is kim everybody Hi.
2: that's michelle hi, hi. We have as well
1: hello and we yeah. kind of have a oh sorry go ahead michelle it's,
2: i was gonna say Rue's our first ever guest
1: so you know, ding 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 yeah. ding ding ding. See all the craps, all the guys Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and we kinda just started this podcast so we can tell stories, give information, do everything we possibly can to just like, you know, help future opairs um out. So we kinda just throw stories in there. I mean we had one uh episode where we did speak about some crazy stories. So Ru, if you have any by all means, oh no, <laughs> you share it here. This is where we laugh and tell crazy stories. It is what it is.
0: <laughs> wow, that's that's some um, that's some endless hit, <laughs> I would say. Considering, <laughs> but Ruth's actually married in the country, right?
1: Yes, oh, yes look at is. us, look at us, look at us, guys.
0: Oh. Yeah, I just uh, threw him out. He went to the gym, and <laughs> here I am sitting with you guys. <gasps> Michelle's on her way to get married. We're gonna have three EXO pairs
1: all married and living in this country. Look at that!
0: Yes, and in a way that we never thought no, it was gonna not happen. At all. <laughs> <Not> <laughs> at all.
2: Um, so, first things first, we obviously were all in the same cluster. Or all in New York, but Rue, why don't you tell us a, a little bit about, little bit goodness me, about yourself and um, your au pair journey?
0: Well, my au pair journey was <laughs> weird because <Everybody's laughs> it, it it um I had to really first go to the states on two thousand and twelve, but I had a back injury. And they told me, because I can't lift anything, that doesn't really make sense that I would go and lift children. (laughs) So, um, for two years, I worked in a school and babysitters back in my country, in Estonia. And then in 2014, I tried again. And uh, it was honestly my sister who was like, why aren't you trying this again? Just leave this freaking... Like, go, do your thing. So... um, yeah, I had a choice between infant twins in San Francisco mm-hmm. or four boys in New York whose two of them were special <laughs> oh, needs. It's, it's the easy one, huh? <laughs> and I decided to pick the four boys of two of special needs and one kind of special needs that I had never dealt with, ever, ever had any experience. He's so severe. And I was like, yeah, yeah, that sounds good and easy. And, you know, normal people pick <laughs> oh, sure. easy stuff. And I <laughs> mm, and I decided on that. And I do not regret picking that family, to be all honest. Um, as hard, as weird, and difficult, and full of loopholes, and full of... Backdoor things. um, It was still pretty cool because it brought me here, and I'm still here. And I tried to go back to Europe, and it didn't work (laughs) out. So (laughs) I'm back.
2: Do you want to tell us a little bit more about kind of what uh, special needs your kid had, and what were your like duties and stuff like that?
0: Yeah. So I had I had a divorced uh, couple brought their kids together so two boys were with me every other weekend and two boys were with me 24 7 so it funny enough the other special needs kid joseph he was with me every other weekend which he's the easy one he's autistic he's <laughs> very sweet very functional um very um very easy kid literally like even if we had a little fit or felt like clenching our fists it was very easy to calm him down so for him he just has a very sweet spot in my heart and I keep thinking about how he danced and I have no like other things to say that he was just autistic it just what he was and it was one of the most common kind I would say but my other kid, who I was with 24 7, usually in the bathroom, <laughs> uh, <laughs> he has a genetic disorder. So he's um, literally his genes are messed up. So he has a development, uh, physical and mental problems. Uh, he has obsessive compulsive disorder, anxiety, ADHD, everything compiled onto oh, that my. gene disorder. That's wild. So, yeah. Um, but for my luck, again, I have to say he could show affection. Uh, if he didn't have that, I would have been probably out of that family very fast. Uh, but we had difficult times. We had great times. Uh, but he, yeah, he could be very impulsive, and we would us- we we would usually say that a devil would come over him because you would see from his eyes if he's going to do something. Like, you could really see from his eyes that something took over him and he's going to do something. Either grab the whole cake from the table that he's allergic to because it has dairy in it, you know, or like, or, you know, climb over the edge of the balcony or something like that. Like, you would see it from his eyes. Um, But in the other hand, he was extremely sweet. Um, So much fun we could have together. Loved loved and still does old music like old rock and roll so for me it was like yes gold mine (laughs) (laughs) like I was very glad about that but yeah um the most biggest thing that I would say with these kids definitely is you have to go at it like you have a forest fire and you are trying to put it out with one glass of water mm. at a time yeah. and that's all i can say how my life with him was um but the other kids you know had their own thing you know it had a nine-year-old that was already a teenager <laughs> and everything was constantly boring oh, yeah, <laughs> so. Uh, so like it's it's it all balanced it, itself out i would say but definitely for our parents who have special needs kids the most important thing is to like if you are lucky enough that like, that kid shows mm-hmm. you affection yeah. all the other things are completely in- irrelevant yeah
1: like a quick hug from them or like small things that the kids do really do make like you forget everything sometimes it sounds weird that you can mm-hmm. say that but it really does make you forget like i would be stressed out have a crazy day because the kids literally drove me crazy and i had the one girl in new york we called her nini she would just come give me a hug and a kiss on the cheek and i'll be like you know what this is so cute i'm just gonna forget the stressful day it really does make me feel better like it's the small things that they do do
0: mm-hmm. thank you yeah um
2: and i think well um Ru and I have very similar kids. Um Mark is he's he has fragile x and autism and um he's mute. So it's very hard for me to kind of communicate with him cuz he communicates but only if he wants to and he's not very affectionate. Um and you can like I do like miss that I miss that like connection with with kids where it's like or you know they'll come give me a hug or you know they communicate with me, and I guess that's different um, with what Rue was dealing with because her kid just didn't shut up. Like I love him to pieces, but he <laughs> was just so quiet. I know at one point it was his girlfriend, and it was it was fantastic. Um, and so, like I've always said, you meet one special needs kid, you've met one special needs kid, you know, and um, it's not for everyone. It's really not for everyone. And um, I. the au pair after me came and she had um, an autistic cousin or nephew or something. And she looked after him 24-7 and she's like, oh, I can handle this. I can handle this. And she came here and she left uh, very quickly. And, um, like, taking that away, it, it's very, yeah, it's very different I guess with, with special needs kids and the way Rue and I bonded was uh, how many times a day can our kids go potty
0: <laughs> yeah it was uh, it's like hey how many hours have you sat in the bathroom oh I'm on my third hour oh you too yeah. awesome um,
2: it, it was bad like uh, my kid would sit there for hours like actual hours just on the toilet yeah. you know, I, I don't know
1: I think I met one of the host kids, um, Michelle's host kid before and I never experienced anything like that. So for me, like you should is right when she says you come in and you think everybody you know stuff and you don't, like I had no idea at all. So coming into and seeing that you're like, Oh my gosh, like you it kind of makes you I don't wanna say appreciate your family more, the kids that you're looking after, but it makes you look at things a lot differently than what you used to when you go and you see someone with special needs because then you come back to your kids and you're like, you know what, at least they might not listen to anything that I say, but it's not like I have to do a lot of stuff for them like you guys would if you had special needs kids. Like mm-hmm. you guys are fully supporting them where we had kids or I had kids that were able to do stuff on their own and um, they just didn't want to. That was the difference.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, it is with special needs kids as well as um, I had so much experience with special needs kids. So I went at it. Okay, okay. What's what's that different gonna you know like? I went with. I would say I went a little bit too cocky into it as well, because I was like, uh, I worked at a school. I had two autistic kids there, and I worked in and there and there and blah blah blah, and like, and then I arrive, and I look at this kid, and I'm like oh no 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 I have no idea <laughs> what I'm doing um but funny enough the way as uh, I'm raised and our, my culture uh, comes with a very deep and very strict Soviet Union uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, patterns which apparently I have also taken upon myself so For the parents and for the kid, that strict, no Mm -hmm. bullshit kind of way going at it worked. Because everybody else tiptoed around him thinking he's so fragile and he's so special. We can't say anything. We can't do anything. We can't discipline Mm him. I'm like, he's still a kid. He knows very well what means manipulation. Mm -hmm. He does that, you know. (laughs) So I would say like with special needs kids is like Michelle said... You meet one, that's only one. You won't find another one. You can't go at it thinking you know all of them now. It just doesn't work that way.
1: It's Um, interesting that you bring up the point about being very strict. Because that's kind of how I also came into things with my old pair of kids. I wanted structure. I needed structure. I needed the the discipline of the yes and the no's. And not just mm. giving them everything because that's the culture of American people. Mine was, listen, if I say something once, I'm not going to have to say it again. It's like you listen and you hear what I'm saying. And that's how it needs to go. Because at the end of the day, the parents give so much leeway to kids thinking that they in charge as opposed to the parents. Mm -hmm. When in actual fact, it's the parents that are the parents, you know. So for me, I came in also like you, like very strict. I was like, listen, this is the time. This is this. You guys need to make sure like it was a routine. And when the parents just let the kids do anything, it kind of feels like your work has gone in vain. Honestly. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, um, and it, it's just like I think it's just crazy coming from different backgrounds and then having to come into the American culture and how they treat their kids. Like, I am extremely strict on my kid, like, extremely strict. Um, and it, it's it's bad to so the parent. Like, the parents are like, hey, can, can he have this? And they're like, no, he's had enough, you know. And it's great because everyone else tiptoes around him and everyone else literally caters hand and foot. He's 18 you don 't need to feed him, i don't care that he has special needs. You do not need to feed him and that's something mm-hmm. I, I struggle with every single day it's like not only teaching the kid what to do and the, like and how to like survive being alive, um, but to t- like try to teach the parents and the people that look after him and his family that hey you know, he's actually able to do certain things, you know, he's able to eat by himself, he's able to make his own food, if you just show him what he needs, you know, he can put it in the microwave, and he can unpack a dishwasher, and it's taken me a very long time, like, it took me two years for him to, um, like, know how to do the dishwasher without throwing a hissy fit, and wanting, and literally smashing his head on the tiles in the kitchen, or throwing dishes to break them so he didn't have to put them away. But guess what? He could do it. You know, previously they're like, oh, well, I don't think he can do that. You know, like, look at his special needs. Like, no, he's, he's a human. You know, and I think coming from, like, South Africa is a very strict background. And um, from Europe, for the most part, they're pretty strict. And coming in and, and seeing how different it is and then taking the same approach I mean, like hey we're going to be strict on our, on our kids and that's okay um and sometimes it, it doesn't always agree with like the parents don't always agree so that's very interesting but that's just my five cents yeah but
1: that. at the end of the day like the parents just if i understand like i feel like if i when i do have kids one day i'm also gonna feel like my kids come first i get it But I mean, it's the small things like for me, my host parents, when I was in Philadelphia, the kid needed a ruler at 9.30 at night, but waited to tell us at nine o'clock at night that he needed it. And she would turn around and look at me and be like, well, you have to go find one. What? Like, I'm confused. It's nine o'clock at night. And you guys are going to send me out now to go look for something that could have been avoided if we had spoken about it earlier or anything like that. Because like I said, the parents didn't really trust me to do anything with the kids. They would wait to do the homework with them. So now I had to go run around at 9 o'clock at night. And for me, it's like, listen, we could have avoided all of this. But it's like, I became necessarily everything that they needed, I had to do, which I understood. But I mean, come on, sending me out at 9 o'clock to go find a ruler? Simply because, like, you (laughs) understand? Like, there's some
0: stuff I felt was a little unnecessary. But hey. Well, the parents have the goggles on. The, The my child, I gave birth to it. They just look at it with these pink goggles and it's lucky to be an au pair and not have them because you see through the bullshit of pulling on mom's heartstrings or pulling on dad's like you Mm. see that they won't even if you try to tell them like they don't they just don't see it. They have their goggles on. They're happy to go at it. They they just kind of. I don't yeah. want to be rude, but they kind of just like shit all over. Oh what yeah, done. no, you're <laughs> right. You're right. All day, <laughs> you are speaking the truth. <laughs> but, but in the end, it is like you will see because we were all long-time mm-hmm. pairs, mm-hmm. and you will see in the end of your second year that all your strictness and hard work did pay off, and something rubbed off mm-hmm. onto the parents. Yeah. Um, because even if it's only a little bit, but you can see it. Because at one point you see the change in the parents of like, oh, you're not taking them. Bu- They're bullshit. Mm. I wonder who
1: had to help. With you're them. not like, like. I wonder how
0: you guys opened the yeah. eyes. <laughs> <laughs> but for me, I uh, I definitely um, I try to give the family an opportunity to be a normal family because they constantly just um catered to the special needs boy carson and i wanted to give them an opportunity to do things together and be together but when he had the spirits come over him everybody had to stop their activities so it was so sad so i made the family act in a point that I will take this child we will walk away, we will 15 minutes do our own activities that he wants to do and then we'll come and return and continue as a family we're not taking the joy away from other kids because he can't behave for Mm -hmm. 15 minutes so for at first it was really hard for the family to do it because they were used to not being spontaneous, they were used to not having able to do anything without doing it as the kid will yeah. want it. So after a while, the change came in, and I noticed it. it. was like, they were like, I don't care if you're yelling, we're doing this. Everybody's having fun. You go sit by yourself. Then. <laughs> so like, it came around. And I was like, awesome. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like it. And one thing is the special need diagnosis, but the other thing is manipulation oh, yeah. and, and just temper tantrums and just being yeah. kids. And uh, with the parent goggles, to see the difference is yeah, really hard.
2: Cool. Um, so, enough about Kory's family. Like,
0: we can go on and on and
1: on. Yeah, because there's a lot of stories. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah.
2: Tell us how you met your uh, husband and um, the cute love story that is you and your husband.
0: Yes. Me? Oh, cute. We have a very adorable... <laughs> Get ready for it. We met... On (laughs) it was I come from a country where being queer is still very frowned upon so I thought coming to the states I'm like I'm gonna play the Mm -hmm. field and then I played and then I won and game over and that's it (laughs) um but yeah our relationship started I had been in the states for probably four or five months four months And we, uh, for two years, we lived off of every other weekend, seeing each other, uh, Skyping every night, sleeping on Skype. (laughs) Um, Him meeting my host family was really cool because the biggest judge. Our biggest judges are the special needs kids. So, (laughs) for me, it was really cool because um, my kid was like, "Oh yeah, you're cool. I'm friends with you. (laughs) Awesome." Um, But yeah, we uh, we two years we lived off of weekends, and then we got married. Um, My plan was to go back to Europe, but yeah, I fell in love, so I didn't go back. (laughs) We got married. I got my green card and uh, we've been married ever since. <laughs> <laughs> we've been together now almost six, six years. Seventh oh, is wow. running, I think. Oh my really? goodness. Like I'm thinking. No, six. Think yeah. Six crazy. years.
1: I'm like on here. Year two. Well, we married for three years this year um, and uh, I still mm-hmm. have a couple more years to go for the whole green card vibe. I'm on a permanent resident thing right now. But, yeah, that's a long time. Like, we've known each other maybe four years, but you guys are going on success. There There's some
0: goals right there. It, it's, uh, it's been a journey of every kind of way, and considering that they lie to you that when you marry an American, mm-hmm. you just get a visa and you that's get a green card I. and they roll out a red card red carpet for you and you're like oh no they do they make they don't it the toughest really meeting
1: ever so you guys need to be fully prepared if you want to stay in this country and you meet somebody make sure to go through jump hoops and up and down and climb mountains Ex- and shit
0: <laughs> yes so if there are any pairs out there <laughs> planning to get married and apply for mm-hmm. a marriage uh, green card uh, just <laughs> hit me up. I have a whole blog post and we did it again because we decided to go to Europe and I didn't update my green card. Mm. So it got old and now we had to apply again. So I have the whole new information as well. So if anybody has any questions, but I Were have you them. <laughs> in the
1: country when you got married to your husband? Oh, okay, see mine was yes. different. I got married in South Africa. Yeah. And it was an even longer process. We spent, like, a year apart before I was actually allowed in the country wow. again on any visas. So it's a little different from yours. But, guys, they're really going to make you jump through hoops yes. and swim, mountain, uh, swim in seas and climb mountains.
2: <laughs> swim in mountains. Yeah. Swim in
1: mountains and climb seas. <laughs> yep, that's exactly how they make you feel. Trust me. <laughs> um,
2: I know that Roo said that uh, she will write a blog post for me to put on the Weird Life um, website. So... Um, Rue, this is your gentle reminder that can you please do that?
0: <laughs> but uh, that was very so, gentle. So, Not a thank, thank you. <laughs> let's let's make it public and put it on podcast. But, um, I want to tell a
2: very funny story about Rue. I have lots of funny stories, but first, time <laughs> I met Rue. Jesus have mercy. Rue, we were at Dunkin' Donuts. And um, Rue had black pink hair. I did say that previously in a podcast. And um, Rue has tattoos all over themselves and is loud. Short and loud. Oh, yeah. Louder than a South
1: African. <laughs> and we loud. So.
2: <laughs> and so I was told for some, I don't know who told me or why they told me. I was told that uh, Rue was in the army before she came here. And uh, that she knew how to handle guns and uh, kill people. Oh, um, and my little introverted, very quiet self at the time was like, "Holy fuck! I ain't going near that girl." Um, <laughs> she actually she scared the crap out of me because I'm just like, "You're short and you have this bright pink hair, and you know you're loud."
0: I believe that that day I was also wearing army <laughs> pants
2: she knows how to kill people like no <laughs> um and uh that's all i remember i don't know how our friendship started after that
0: <laughs> this is the weirdest thing i remember you telling me that it's like so um we're at Chili's. we mm-hmm. finally got together like four au pairs and michelle goes so i heard you were in the <laughs> army how's that i'm like uh what <clears throat> I was a scout that, yeah, but like I made fires in the woods and, and collected <laughs> berries. What the hell? And it turned out, yeah, there was a whole story that I was from Whoa. the army. And uh, which is kind of fun because I love to enter the room so everybody's afraid <laughs> of me. So nobody comes to talk to me. Same. I just put on the listing um, bitch face, y'all. I'll sit there and I'll look at you up
1: and down and you will not even mm-hmm. want to talk to me. I won't even smile. Look left or right. Yep. You look straight at me and I'm like, are you looking? You, is there something I can help you with? Guys, I'm bad at that. That's what probably I don't have yep. friends.
0: But let's move on to another story. That is uh, that is true. I do the same thing. But yeah, and then after that chillies, uh, after Michelle realized I'm not from the army and I'm really weird. <laughs> She's like, I want to be um, her friend. <laughs> yep. And it was literally like, I was like, Oh, you have a special needs kid? Me too. Oh, you're weird. Oh, me too. Oh, we're gonna be friends now. Um, But I mean, yeah. But yeah, at first, I don't I still to this day don't know where it started. So thanks whoever started that rumor. Let it continue because, come on. It is a
1: cool story. It's so good. Like, she doesn't know. Oh, she, can, she can mess you up and you're like, yeah, that's right. I can do that knowing not even how to punch a teddy bear. <laughs> it's fine as long as people think I'm a badass, you know? <laughs> exactly. Exactly.
2: Um, and I have one more, one more thing to say. Well, not really. <laughs> um, what are you doing since, like, well, okay, wait. What was the biggest lesson you learned being, well, with your time of being an au pair? Not necessarily like just au pair related, but just like your biggest lesson. And um, the second part of that is, what are you doing now after being an au
0: pair? My biggest lesson and still today, my biggest accomplishment and what I'm still amazed of, of my patience and mm-hmm. how it grew. Because I was a person who would get mad at peeling an uh, uh, orange and throw it against the wall. Um, I would be the person who, if you annoyed me, I would tell you to F off and I would leave. I would not even give you any energy. Uh, I had no patience. I don't even know how I decided that kids would be a good idea <laughs> Nobody to work knows with. why we do that. Um, well, <laughs> no. I know that goes deep down into my traumas (laughs) from childhood, let it be. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I would say that my Mm -hmm. patience and definitely my realization of uh, that working with children is not a thing I will do Mm -hmm. forever uh, was Carson and the other three boys were my last project. Um, he taught me so much. He taught me more about unconditional love that I could have learned from anybody else and patience, 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 patience. Um, and what do I do now? Well, <clears throat> waiting for my second green card, <laughs> uh, but I just graduated Woo-hoo. yoga school. So I am officially, um, a Vinyasa Woo-hoo. yoga, yoga teacher, uh, international registered and everything i'm waiting for my diploma nice. to come in the mail i'm also a certified cool. makeup artist which i haven't done in a while yeah moved to
2: colorado.
0: Uh, because yeah i moved to colorado and all my makeup is in europe um which is now bad so i'm letting my mom go through the stuff and throw things up so we have to start uh, but yeah
2: do you know how long it took you what to get your makeup oh my gosh okay
1: Okay, you're the fault. Fo- okay, oh, you're never take Michelle anywhere to buy makeup. I'm um, just letting everybody know. If you ever meet Michelle,
0: no, 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 no. Never tell don't. Michelle you People like makeup. You walk into Sephora's and everywhere. Down. Whoever. Huh? No, and if she knows that you're like, oh yeah, I'm a makeup artist or anything like yep, that, you're, you're screwed. I, I, I put that thing. I buried it deep. I was like, I don't want to do makeup anymore. And she's like, Oh, you're a makeup artist. Interesting. Let's go. <laughs> I was like oh crap and literally in about a week after we met or maybe two weeks after we met I had already ordered myself BH cosmetics for like 50 bucks mm-hmm. worth of that's stuff
2: BH cosmetics is really cheap but really good quality just saying um, but that's neither here nor there
0: <laughs> it's like it's just, I'm like really kid like I just I, I'm an au pair I'm not a makeup artist and she just opened that door back up I'm like okay so, I have her to blame getting back to makeup,
2: uh, <laughs> movies, you know, uh, music videos. But yes, you can blame me. It's okay. Uh,
0: I blame you.
1: That's that blame. perfectly fine. Michelle loves it. It didn't to do with makeup. She is like, okay, me and her Disney World fan, like her Disney vibe that she's got, her makeup and her Disney stuff. Let's not even oh get into that there right now, guys, because it's deep.
0: That oh, that, that's a all. Podcast, that is a like whole lot so you, you guys
1: hanging up on me? Because we know, like. It,
0: Girl, we're not ganging up on you. We're telling the truth. Isn't that oh, what the podcast is about? Peace out.
1: She,
0: she knows what she's
2: talking about. the makeup, because we we do have to wrap up. But uh
1: actually, it's been three yeah, years. But, Hold on, yeah.
2: it's been three years since I graduated makeup school because of Ruth. So you you know, <laughs> just saying, just throwing that blame out there
0: yeah basically let's just blame each other for the whole um (laughs) podcast but um no i'm i'm uh yeah we tried to move to europe back because the political situation here got really weird for us so we moved to europe and that uh did not work out uh one of our dogs passed away and the other one needed surgery so we got ourselves back to the states and then from new york from a garage We moved all the way to Colorado and uh, let's just say all things, all big things and businesses and success stories start from a garage. So here I am. That's right.
1: (laughs) Just about building and going on this amazing journey as you go and learning as much as you possibly can. But we would like to have you back uh, because this is super (laughs) fun. Um, But thank you so much for joining us because this was definitely a breath of fresh air. (laughs)
0: Yes. Yes. I, I I enjoyed it too. So, um, as I know, I'm now hold accountable to <laughs> write <blog>. a post. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes,
2: um, but we'll definitely have you back and carry on talking. We do want to uh, like kind of limit the podcast to about thirty minutes because my uh, personally, after thirty minutes, I'm like I'm done with this podcast. So yeah, <laughs> but
1: this went on well enough. It was fantastic. This is Kim signing out. Bye. Bye, it's
0: Michelle.